Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. City residents are strongly in favour of having more cycle lanes, more outdoor seating and more road crossings with shorter wait times to enable them to get around without cars. And according to a study of active travel in Dublin found high existing levels of walking and cycling throughout the city, with 64% walking or wheeling, as they call it, using a wheelchair or mobility scooter, at least five days a week and 25% cycling as often, uh, they collectively, (coughs) pardon me, they collectively take 3,000, or sorry, 330,000 cars off Dublin roads. Uh, play, uh, placed bumper to bumper, that number of cars would stretch all the way from Dublin to Skibbereen, County Cork and back again. Almost as many, 71%, said they would support building more dedicated cycle tracks, even if that meant less room on the road for motor traffic. And the majority, 60%, were also in favour of closing off areas around schools, to cars at drop-off and pick-up times. I don't think mothers and fathers, particularly mothers, would be very happy with that one. Transport Minister Eamon Ryan, uh, when he kind of got up after a good nap, said the results contained in the 2021 Walking and Cycling Index were packed with good news as they showed walking and cycling was an integral part of Dublin life. (laughs) Of course he'd say that. He said, crucially, however, this report is also helping us build a picture of what people need gaps in infrastructure and how we can improve things further so we can make it more attractive and attracting for even more people to choose walking, wheeling and cycling in the years to come. Actually, look, that's the only reason he's in government, isn't it? Just talk about cycle lanes and diesel and petrol and driving slower and flower pots and windows and stuff like that. Anyway, I wanted to know today, would you be in favour of more cycle lanes and more allocated space for cyclists and pedestrians? Now, the sacrifice is less space for cars. Personally, let me name it colours to the mast. No, isn't my answer. I wouldn't be in favour of it because cars are here to stay too, you know. The types of cars we drive may change. I mean, you know, we might have autonomous vehicles in the future. But we'll still have them. So I want to know what you think. Maybe you are a cyclist and you believe that at the moment it's too dangerous to cycle anywhere near Dublin or Cork or Limerick or Galway. Because there isn't enough infrastructure for cyclists. So would you be in favour of more cycle lanes which will sacrifice more space on the road for cars? In other words, there'll be less space on the roads for cars, should I say. The number is 087 Would you be in favour of more cycle lanes and less cars on the road? Let me know what you think. 087 Hi Niall, regarding uh, privatising uh, public sector stuff into private um, they done the same with the NCT I applied online this morning for my NCT search which is out of date in May and I got a, an appointment for November I don't think that's very efficient now, do you? Yeah, yeah, you're right well, well then if the NCT is not efficient when the tender comes up for renewal again and uh, they need to look at who's doing it. If it's not efficient, the thing about it is, when you have it privatised, at least they're answerable. And, you know, people who are not doing their job can lose their job. So they're answerable to somebody because it's a contract they have with the government. So they have to do a certain amount within a certain amount of time. There's a time frame. They have targets to meet. Whereas when it's public sector, ah, targets go out the window. But I do take a more of the point that you make. You might have a bad private company. Okay, the number's 87 Would you like to see less cars on the road and more cycle lanes? 
Or would that be just madness? Maybe you're a taxi driver, you think that's just madness. Let me go to Marion. Marion, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Say, you doing, Marion? Hi, Nile. God, if um, I was to read out some of the texts I get here, I think I'd be off the air very quickly, but how and how? I think cyclists are, um, are not pleased by my comments today. Okay, well, look, I'm just talking about the cycleways that you're saying, and um, my husband cycled from beyond uh, Enfield back to Lucan. Okay. And, this, and we have, there's a very good cycleway from Enfield into Kilcock, into Maynooth. Yeah. And this is for work. And uh, then when he gets as far as Leakslip, uh, right at the back of one of the main companies that employ probably up to two or 3,000 people, Intel, yeah. the cycleway he has to get off and, and leave, leave the actual cycleway and get onto the main N4 road. That's not, that's not practical really, is it? No. It is very impractical and it's the most dangerous part of the journey, obviously. And the cycleway, which should actually be available all the ways in beyond Leakslip back into Lucan. And um, this I, is the kind of services that a very, very, uh, well, I think a, a wealthy company probably should have, have thought maybe we should put a cycleway even in there. for. Of course, the you'd imagine they would invest in the local infrastructure, yeah. wouldn't you? Yes. He had to get off it. Uh, that was, and uh, he's, he's doing that two, three times a week. And um, mm-hmm. he has to get off that that road, you know. Okay, um, what, what do you think he, of this kind of? I hate to kind of make it us and them, right? But cyclists versus motorists, I suppose it, it's a constant argument all the time as to who has more importance and who has more, or who should have more space on the road. And we are seeing lots more cycle lanes. I mean, look, thankfully for those who want to cycle where possible. I think if you can make it safe, it's very lovely to be able to to cycle. It's not uh, the, the problem is my... we've had a brother-in-law who was mm. killed on the bike oh, on gosh. a bicycle. Well, I'm so sorry. you know it's not a case that it doesn't come without a tragedy as well. But I think if you've got safe areas to cycle, it would be wonderful. Obviously, you have to depend on weather too. You have to be well, well, well gowned and everything else for, yeah. for yeah. that type of weather. But um, it is. I mean, my husband will cycle, and he's not a young man, and he cycles everywhere. And I, I, I absolutely agree. There should be cycle lanes where possible, where we have the space to do it. But here's the problem. Let's take Dublin, for example. Dublin kind of just evolved. It wasn't created like London, Manhattan, or any of the other big cities in the world. It just kind of evolved over a few hundred years and got bigger and bigger. And we have these kind of twisty, windy, thin, narrow roads that just about have enough space in a lot of cases around the city for just, you know, two cars, one on each side of the road. Uh, and we have seen the attempts to put in cycle lanes in some of these places have been really bad attempts. And and to be honest, with you, I think you take the keys. I don't know. Have you driven down the keys lately? Oh, I, I I used to drive, but now the fact that there's a cycle zone in the middle not of the road, driving into town. But I mean, it actually has pro- prohibited me as well to go into town by by car. I would rarely ever go use the car. Ooh, see, now that's because, the problem, isn't it? Yeah. So you say, well, I'll take the bus. But we do. We're lucky enough that we can take the bus. You know, so transport is pretty good um, in general in Dublin. I mean, I'm all for providing a cycle lane where possible. But the, my point is that, you know, Eamon Ryan, of course, doesn't seem to like cars. And, you know, unfortunately, we live where we, we live in a country that doesn't have the best public transport system in the world. And it's never going to be the geographically the way the country is designed, you know, unless our population increases by about, up to about 10 million or something ridiculous like that. So we're always going to have this situation where we're going to have to sacrifice road space for cycle lanes. And we have to decide which is more important. Now, as I said to you earlier, the Keys is a classic example, I think, of a disaster where you have cyclists cycling up in a cycle lane in the middle of the road and it's just a bit of a mess and nobody knows which side of the road they should be driving on it's just terrible 
Well, I suppose it's all about, you know, having proper policing as well in these places. Because, mm. I mean, the cycle lane, if you have a child going to college and you know they're safer on a bicycle, which mine were, I would just prefer that know that they are on a cycle lane where a car can kill them. I mean, unfortunately, that's what happens. And uh, you have to have a proper... Proper, proper policing. I mean, there are going to be people who will break the rules. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think you have to have a bit of, of leverage for um, bicycles when we have so many young people who will never be able to afford a car. And they have to be able to cycle if it's safe. I think and you I want think your child. To when be you safe. say young people not being able to afford a car, I think at some point everybody can afford a car if they want. No, I don't think so. Do not, 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 so not nowadays. No, Niall. they will not be able to. Anyway, why would you run a car? Uh, if you don't need to run a car, it's an expensive item. Yeah, and do you like driving, or would you prefer it yourself? I, I, I would drive all the. Time. I would drive to Cork. I would drive everywhere. Uh, have you, have you general, got a, have you d- I mean, that's. But if if I only have a journey to do, okay. I will actually obviously take um, a bus or train or something like that. Have you thought about going electric yet with your car? No, I wouldn't go electric. I, I just feel maybe hybrid, but not electric. I've heard of people being left down on the road. So <laughs> even with an electric bike, you can be left down. So I, I think know. we I stay know. with hybrid. Yeah, I know. I will just my own personal view on it. I, in the last month, I've had a loan of two electric vehicles, both BMWs, uh, for a week. At the moment, I have one. I have an i4 BMW, which is a full electric car. And the anxiety of looking for somewhere to charge it is, it, it, yeah. I, I couldn't live with that. It would drive me insane. And I'd imagine the BMW is not cheap either. So, no, well, you know, I, I couldn't afford one, certainly. You know, so they yeah. are expensive. I think it'll take time for the electric market to come but down But I mean, price. We, we, we changed from petrol to diesel when they told us it was better for the environment. Oh, so there. that was the Green Party told you to do and, that. And uh, now yeah. we've, we have a diesel which, uh, you know, we're told is, is deadly for the environment. So really, can we trust many of the people of what they come up with? Well, well, that just goes to show you that they really know what they're talking about because, you know, look, you know, we were told the world was going to end 30 years ago, 40 years ago, global warming and we were also told that the acid in the rain was going to kill us all we were also told there was a hole in the ozone layer which turned out to be nonsense as well so we were told a lot of stuff over the last years and you're right the Green Party told us back in 2006 I think it was that we should all switch to diesel it's safer for the environment and everything else yeah. we did that and now look where we are they're telling yeah. us now to get rid of them again so yeah, and, um, <laughs> you can't win can you? <laughs> no not really <laughs> <laughs> but stay, stay there for a second Marion uh, Colin Marion makes a good point that you know when you've got a cycle lane in a certain place particularly she talks about Luke and there, you know, and what happens is then you end up the cycle lane ends and you end up on a main road. Not good for cyclists, is it? Because people do need to cycle, Colm. Hey, no, yeah. Right at the back of Intel. Yeah, right okay. at the back of Intel. Which at least should have, yeah. uh, you know, a lot, you should have better infrastructure around, uh, around. it's like a city. Out there. Of course it is. It's a major factory that employs a lot of people. Sorry, Colm, you want to make a point. Go ahead, Colm. Yeah, I suppose that's the issue, isn't it? That they're pushing everyone to this uh, factor of cycling without the infrastructure in them, yeah. So we want everyone to cycle, but we're not providing anywhere for them to do it, is the point you're making. Yeah, no, we're going off the road, no cars. Like a, oh, I'm, I'm losing your line there, Colin. Could you pop yourself into another room or something like that and move your head? <laughs> yeah. Not really, but go on, try your best. Okay. We've lost column, unfortunately. Um, okay, uh, loads of text by the way, coming in saying, uh, why should people be obliged to provide a space for Marion's husband to cycle his, his bike? Well, because he's also entitled to a bit of road space. He's entitled to somewhere safe to cycle within reason, if it's possible. And I think the point that Marion is making in relation to, you know, leak slip, 
you know, there's a lot of people employed in Intel. It's a big place, and I'm assuming a lot of people will cycle as well. Uh, right, let me just uh, go to one or two WhatsApp messages here as well, if I can. Um, I'll play the message that you no, were saying. as you know, I drive a taxi, and they're all going to come on, oh, taxi man, think they own the road and all they, that. They do. Cyclists completely, <laughs> all the time, break the rules, I have a dash cam here. If I was to give you my dash cam in every day, every evening, and have a look at all the cyclists breaking the rules, and you'd see what I'm talking about. Cheers, pal. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know. And I think the Garda Sheikh ought to have an obligation at this point, if we're going to take cycling seriously, and, and I'm not saying we shouldn't, um, that cyclists also must obey with the rules of the road. And you're 100% right. They rarely stop at traffic lights. They cycle on footpaths. Um, they don't cycle in the cycle lanes provided for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, somebody did tell me before but that some of the cycle lanes are covered in glass. I don't. I haven't noticed that myself or observed that, so I don't particularly know where they, they are. Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Um, just in relation to your question about uh, would it be in favour of more cycle lanes? Absolutely not. The traffic is bad as it is without sticking more cycle lanes in and here's another thing as well if you look at all these delivery drivers and all these other fast food deliver- deliveries i nearly hit about three of them on the road around town there last week the cycle lanes available and they're not using they're just going in and out with traffic mm-hmm. flying out in front of you there so what difference is is it going to happen make it more cycle lanes it's absolutely not it's just going to cause more hassle more traffic or congestion on the roads. It's absolutely ridiculous even contemplating having yeah, I, I, actually, the, you're right about the Deliveroo and the Uber Eats and all those other cyclists that are around at the moment. They're as bad as the uh, the motorcycle couriers were back in the 1990s. Do you remember them? They were a disaster. James, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Afternoon, Niall. You don't, by the way, James, you don't see many of the motorcycle couriers around anymore, really, do you? Most of them are in bands now, to be honest with you. They're in vans, oh, they're in vans, yeah. Yeah, because... I thought you were saying bands, sorry. Yeah, no, my understanding generally, they don't really go from point A to point B anymore. I think they kind of pick up from point A and then all meet up and all kind of hand each other stuff. Yeah. There's 10 deliveries to Dunleary, one guy went with that and stuff like that. So I don't think they really do the kind of point A to point B anymore. Right, okay. As far as I know. Yeah, because so, they were anyway, always mad. Do you remember Pony Express oh, and all those other ones? They were not. They were they not, were crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like because it was all about getting the next delivery, getting there, getting money. But anyway, um, I I kind of sit on both sides of the fence because I you know I'm a professional driver and as you said, yeah, taxi drivers we actually do on the road. So just want to clarify that. Yeah, clarify well, yeah. What was that's it? Somebody said to me before, taxi driver for your life. Exactly. <laughs> um, with regards to cycling, Niall, I, I cycle for exercise a couple of times a week and. I think we, we number one, um, with my professional hat on as a taxi driver, uh, given more say, space over, no. But what they could do simply is maybe a lot of the footpaths around the city are very, very wide. So what they could do is they could put markings on the footpaths and put down little bollards that they have around. You'll see them around yeah. different parts of the city. So they can kind of bollard it off to say, this is for a cyclist. Um, going, you know, these, these are for cyclists. So one side of it, like like when you're up in the Phoenix Park now, yeah. there's one particular cycle track for cyclists, and then there's a footpath about three or four feet over, which is for Yeah, but they're very wide footpaths. They even have a grass median in between the two. They do, yeah. they do. But what I'm saying is, like, a lot of places around town now, there would be spaces for them to do it, to be able to oh, I don't, I don't know, James, if the, the footpaths are that wide around town. And they are, now. Like, I drive around it all day. And even, even, you know, when I was driving out to where I'm going now, I was having a quick glance at some of the footpaths. That's just coming out of the city. And, Jesus, they're massive. Mm. But as I did say earlier on, Dublin in particular, Cork is pretty much the same too. Galway's a bit more organised. 
I know people in Galway wouldn't agree with me, but it is a bit more organised. But Dublin and Cork are just, it's kind of, they just evolved. And the roads just don't lend themselves to having cycle lanes. Oh, we lost, James. The roads don't lend themselves to having cycle lanes. And, obviously, room for pedestrians as well, of course. What is wrong with the phone lines? The, the gremlins. Uh, Colm, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Colm? Hey, Niall, how are you doing? I'm on oh. a landline now. Oh, that's good. Uh, okay, thankfully, somebody, somebody who'll stay on for more than three seconds. Mobile phones are letting us down today badly. Uh, Colm, I mean, is there room for cyclists and uh, motor cars? Because, or should we be making more space for cyclists? Uh, infrastructure, that's what we need, mm. isn't it? Well, it is. Like, I don't know, Matt. I think it's mad. Like, trying to squeeze bicycles onto the same roads. Mm. Like, people, the roads have been there for how long? Old, 100 years. 100 years, And now yeah. they're trying to squeeze bicycle lanes in. But then all you're seeing is traffic and more traffic and more traffic because there's more people on the cars. And nobody is cycling on them. So you see all these, especially, like, I drive up to Black Rock and stuff like that, trying to get out onto the N11. And uh, so they've squeezed all the bicycle lanes in on both sides, so only two or three cars can get out at the top of the road, mm-hmm. and uh, and then lights red again. So, so there's about a hundred cars trying to get up the road, and there's no bicycles. Yeah, and, so and they've sure taken what, the what used to be a two-lane traffic road down to one lane to make room yeah, for so the cyclists. Yeah, what the Greens are doing to have this pipe dream that everyone's going to be on their bike in ten years. Like they're absolute dreamers in this country. Like they're saying, oh, we're going to be like Holland in ten years. Nobody's going to be driving into the city centre. But that's no, madness. No, it's never going madness. to be like. It's like, never going to be like Holland. Not, People are not going to give up their cars just because there's bicycle lanes and the lashing rain in the winter. And, you know, people are like, oh, why don't you drive in? For, why don't you cycle in from Greystones to Sandyford every day? But sure, there's no cycle lane out of Greystones. There's thousands of cars driving over that road every day. Over the top of the hill, there's fog, there's rain. The road is barely an hour enough for two cars. And people are like, oh, you should be cycling. But sure, it's deadly to cycle. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I personally, well, I would not... I just, not that I wouldn't have the energy to do it. Of course, I'd build up the energy eventually. <laughs> but I, I couldn't be bothered coming into work soaking wet. And I mean, you just, yeah, I but mean, people just... do. Like I do, people do. But a friend of mine, he's like, oh, I'm a dedicated bike rider. He rides every day. And of course, he went down the hill a few weeks ago, came around the corner, hit the gravel, broke his shoulder because oh. he was sharing the road at the traffic. Right. And he had to go around the same roundabout that all the cars go on. And, but you're like, the infrastructure's not there. It's not designed for bikes. You know? And you wouldn't have so, you wouldn't have the space to improve that infrastructure because according to well Eamon Ryan <laughs> and also this research <laughs> which he's delighted with by the way the research is from a study of active travel in Dublin saying that we should basically sacrifice more road space for cyclists. Yeah, but like what? There's other ways. Like what about I don't know. Like there's the Bray to Greystones. Like I'm just saying Bray to Greystones because I live down in Greystones. Now. Okay, but like the Bray to Greystones, there's a hike. They can't even sort out. 100 metres of the hike that's fallen into the into the sea. All they have to do is move it back a bit. Like, they can't even sort out basic infrastructure like a hike that brings in thousands of people to yeah. walk. So instead of fixing... Is the, the, why, is clothes, it gone? Is the hike, that walk up around Brayhead, is that gone now? Uh, there's like five closed r- barriers. But right. um, there's also five... And what happened? Did it collapse into the sea? It. <laughs> it's slipping down... It's right. slipping down, like, there's about 120, about 20 metres of it is slipping down, so... Right, OK. About, about four or five feet of the actual track has slipped off. Ah, sure, like, Eamon Ryan will use that as an excuse. There we go, look, I told you, the sea totally, levels are rising, we're losing totally the land. <laughs> it's still totally safe unless you're going to yeah. jump off it or something like that. Well, I mean, so look, there's loads of gates to say you're not allowed to cross, and it's dangerous, yeah. and it's closed. But you're like, it's full, people are coming down from Bray every day. 
Well, look, that, that kind of stuff is bound to happen. That's natural erosion, and erosion has been happening in the country for thousands of years. So we always have to be prepared to move those walkways back or move them forward or whatever way the yeah, erosion Yeah, like, I don't know now. what they're so afraid of. Like, there's infrastructure that can be repaired along there, and it wouldn't yeah. cost... Yeah. So the point you're making to me is, if they can't do that, what chance have we got of them putting in more cycle lanes in, in you know, in an efficient way? I like it. Yeah. I suppose the other point I wanted to make is like they're like, oh, we're going to be like Holland in ten years, but or like Amsterdam and all that. But they forget that these countries have had rail and trams in there since the 1920s. Absolutely. Whereas, whereas Ireland has been pulling them out since the 1920s. <laughs> We, like, got, we got rid of all the tracks. Going backwards and forth, everyone onto the road. So what was that whole thing in Dublin City when they took up the cobblestones? Remember that? They took yes. up all the cobblestones in and around Temple Bar. And then they decided that was a bad idea. We're putting them all back down again. Like, oh, what yes, the they put down remanufactured ones back down again or something. Yeah, that's right. Listen, Colin, thanks very much indeed. I think the point James was trying to make earlier on the taxi driver before you got cut off as well is, uh, look, we've already lost enough space for cars. Traffic is bedlam. And unless you've got a public transport system, it's pointless. And I said the same thing to Eamon Ryan. I mean, look, you're living in fantasy land if you think that's going to be the future because it's not going to be the future. The future most likely is going to be a little bit of everything. A bit of cycling, a bit of walking and autonomous vehicles, probably. I mean, I was talking to somebody who was telling me there recently that he got his driver's license and he was saying to his son, he said, you see that? It's a driver's license. He got his new driver's license. He got it renewed. He says, you'll never need one of them. He said, but because the time you're old enough, he said, you won't have to drive a car. It'll drive itself. And we're already at that point. It's just not legal yet. Uh, as I mentioned to you already, uh, the people at BMW kindly gave me a load of a car for a week, and they did two weeks ago as well. And the car drives itself. You don't have to drive it. But now it does insist because of the legalities around that in Ireland that you must put your hands back on the steering wheel because if you take them off the steering wheel for five seconds, a light flashes and tells you to put your hand back on the wheel. The same with the Teslas that are out at the moment. They drive themselves. And so with the Teslas as well, you, put, you go into your map, you tell it where you want it to go and the car will drive there itself. Now, you still have to be cautious around that because obviously there are certain things that the car can't detect. But we will get to a point where they will be fully autonomous. And they've already um, legalised it in certain parts of, I think, California, where you can order a taxi now. And the taxi will arrive for you with no driver. No driver at all. Anyway, so that's, that's the future, see? But we're not thinking of the future. We're just thinking of Eamon Ryan's fantasy at the moment. That's what we're kind of doing, isn't it? Niall, oh my God, cyclists shouldn't be on the road. And if they should be on the road, they should have a licence and they should pay insurance. I'm a bus driver. Like the taxi man said, they are out of control. Um, cyclists and some cyclists are okay but the majority of cyclists they don't know how they don't they have a clue they go through red lights they go they didn't I've, I've witnessed people being knocked down at pedestrian crossings I've witnessed this on a bus and policemen and police the bank guards to just sit there and look at them it's an absolute joke they should have a license and they should pay tax insurance like everybody else on the road Absolutely, absolutely. By the way, James just texts back in there to say that if they do have autonomous vehicles and autonomous taxis, that's him out of a job. Tony, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing, Tony? How you doing, Niall? All right. Good. A trucker. So you should you should have a yeah. good grasp of what's going on on the roads. And obviously, it's a difficult task uh, negotiating a truck around Dublin streets, I imagine. It is now with all them bosh stupid pollards in the middle of the road. Oh, the little red jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the cyclist coming down the line just shooting out in front of you. Yeah. Um, blow the horn, do one with it, and you're at fault. I drove up West, is it Westmoreland Street? It's not called Westmoreland Street train station anymore. What's it called now? It is Westmoreland Street. But anyway, no, not Westmoreland Street. Um, oh, Pear Street train station. What's the name? Yeah. yeah. 
And they have the cycle lane on the inside and then you can park a car between the cycle lane and the road. And I thought, that's weird. Yeah, well, see, see along there now. Sometimes yeah. you have the cyclists now in the mornings, they'll park, they'll stop in between them bollards to stop the cars getting in. But what they do is they put the bikes out outside the bollards, which kind of restricts the traffic coming up towards them. Hmm. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a difficult task joke. for you, by the way, to see a cyclist sometimes. I understand how dangerous yeah. that can be, too. Yeah. You and know. then bollards, trying to turn the truck around the corner then with them bollards. You're watching the bollards, you're watching cyclists, you're watching pedestrians. It's an absolute joke. Eamon Ryan needs to take his head out of his ass. Mm-hmm. Sit in a truck and drive around the city and see the difficulties that people have that walk in the city every day of the week, doing deliveries, doing pickups, the whole lot. Fair enough, there is too many cars in it. But at the end of the day, shops have to get their deliveries. You know what I mean? And I said to my office there, last week, I was up around Brown Thomas, the back of Brown Thomas, Clarendon Street, Wicklow Street and all that. And I said to him, look, I said, it's going to get to the stage. I said, we can't get in there. You're going to need to send in smaller smaller vans, smaller trucks. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sending in smaller vans, smaller trucks, puts more expense on delivery. Of course, because you're doing for yeah, two vehicles. Two vehicles for every one, you know of course, I mean? yeah. He's just, that, that sleepy idiot is just sitting there behind the desk and just coming up with these brainwave ideas, passing it on to Dublin City Council. They're going, yes, sir, now, sir, three bags full, so we'll do that. But what people seem to forget, them cycle, them ballets that were put down along the case, they were put down at the start of COVID as a temporary measure for social distance on the footpaths for people and then all of a sudden then they're made permanent. The left there, yeah. Where was the planning permission for it? Planning permission wasn't made public that they were going to be made they were made permanent. Well there was a couple of things that happened during COVID that have been left Cable Street closing off as another one um, closing off Cable Street to traffic completely. Uh, That that was done for COVID. You know? I'll give you a good one man. You come down now with O'Neill heading in towards Black Rock along the coast road. You can only come from Dunleary into Black Rock on the coast road one way. Mm-hmm. As soon as you come in towards Black Rock, you've got car park spaces, you've got a line of traffic, and on the right-hand side, you've got car park spaces, and on the opposite side of the car park spaces, you've got a cycle lane. And what these brilliant brains in the city council decided to do, we put a disabled bay in. They put it in the stable bay in at the end of the car park spaces. So anybody getting out of a disabled car that has to manoeuvre getting a wheelchair out has to try and dodge the traffic on one side or dodge the cyclists on the other side. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they, they really haven't hired the brains of Britain to do a lot of these things, you know what I mean? <laughs> OK, but, but stay there for a second if you can, Tony. Uh, Tom, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. I just want to squeeze you in before the end here, Tom. But you've heard, Tony, as a truck driver, yeah. it's becoming impossible. Look, you know, whatever about cars, trucks have to get in and out of the city to do deliveries. We can't take the heart out of the city either. Oh no! Look, look, absolutely, I agree. With, uh, with, uh, I used to drive trucks myself. I know how difficult it, it, difficult it is. Like it's 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 very hard. Well, um, look, at, we have to find a balance. That's the way I look at it. Look, at, I in terms of cycling, Nile, I I would love to. I live pretty close to my work. I tried cycling. I, I've done it, but unfortunately, the, the facilities are not there. I'd love I'd love to be cycling more, and. That's that's the way I look at it. But if you look at the Euro- European countries, they do it very well. Amsterdam, Germany, 
did. Yeah, but we need we to stop to comparing do. ourselves to other cities. Dublin is, for example, Dublin. I know. Yeah. I, I don't want to make base it just on Dublin. I mean, Cork, yeah. Limerick, and Galway too. Well, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're not. They're not like other cities around. We evolved. Well, These not. cities they're evolved. Not. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Look, at, we ha- we have to work with what's there now. Yeah. But the, but the point is, look, at, we have to tr- we, we have to tr- try and get people, particularly in around the cities, out of their cars as well, and, and encourage. As I said, I li- I live ten miles to twelve miles outside the city. I would love if there was a, the, the road that tra- the main road head road into the city is very narrow. You, if, if God forbid, if two trucks meet on the road, it's very dangerous. But I'd love they could if they really wanted to put a cycle in. It, it costs money, but I'd love. I'd love, and plenty of people like me that would love to cycle in at the weekend into into Galway City and use my bike more. But yeah. you can't do it. They're not there now. The facilities aren't there to do it's it. Too, I know, it's just too dangerous. Yeah. It's it's no, there's a, there's, a, there's another way over. There's another way over. Is cyclists have to be held accountable for some of some of it. In, 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 what, in, in what, what respect? There's, there's, there's no, like, they, you pull out. I, had a, I was driving for a, a crowd there a couple of years ago. And we were doing park range, and I was commit turning into a turn into Merrion Square, into Merrion Park. Yeah. Traffic stopped, committed to the turn to turn in, but I couldn't get fully around on it. A cyclist came through a red light behind me, flew down the inside of me, hit the side of the van. Now I was stopped in traffic, hit the side of the van, and flew off the bike. We were brought to court. No, I, I understand it's a huge problem and I understand cyclists do have to be more culpable and certainly responsible for their actions and they're not at the moment. But I do understand Tom's point as well. I do understand the people who want to cycle, that the infrastructure isn't there for them. But I don't think, everybody keeps saying there's a balance. I don't believe there is a balance because I don't believe we have a good public transport system. And I think, like many people, that Eamon Ryan and some of the stuff that he says, he's living in a fantasy land. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Sick.